Coming up on today's federal newscast, it's almost that time of year again. The Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey is on its way. Some words of warning from the Homeland Security Department's former Inspector General. And bipartisan legislation looks to help temporary federal employees save more for retirement. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. It's almost here. The 2019 Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey will be open in two waves starting May 13th. Each agency's survey will be open for six weeks and available for all employees. The Office of Personnel Management is urging agencies to try and get as many employees to participate by explaining how FEV's results make changes. The Government Accountability Office and the former Inspector General at the Homeland Security Department are urging Congress to focus on long-term structural challenges at DHS. IG John Roth says lawmakers should focus on staffing up the Secretary, Deputy Secretary, and Management Directorate offices. He says top leadership were often surprised by the IG findings he presented them. The Government Accountability Office and the former Inspector General at the Homeland Security Department are urging Congress to focus on long-term structural challenges at DHS. There's bipartisan concern in Congress over the series of recent leadership changes at the department, but former IG John Roth says lawmakers should focus on staffing up the Secretary, Deputy Secretary, and Management Directorate offices. He says top leadership were often surprised by the IG findings he presented to them during his career at DHS. The Senate Foreign Relations Committee approves nine nominees for State Department leadership roles. The nominees include CIA Chief Operating Officer Brian Bolotaw, President Trump's pick to serve as Undersecretary for Management, as well as Alan Swendeman, the President's nominee for Deputy Director of the Peace Corps. President Trump signs a new cybersecurity workforce executive order. The EO creates a cybersecurity rotational assignment program for federal employees. It would detail IT and cyber professionals into the Homeland Security Department and vice versa. The EO also instructs the Office of Personnel Management and DHS to come up with a list of reskilling aptitude tests that agencies could use to evaluate if their employees are good candidates for cybersecurity training. A bipartisan pair of lawmakers want to give some federal employees a new retirement flexibility. Democratic Congressman Derek Kilmer and Republican Congressman Tom Cole introduced the Federal Retirement Fairness Act. The bill would let participants in the federal employee retirement system make catch-up contributions toward their annuities. Temporary employees generally can't count their time in service toward their retirement annuities. The bill would allow employees in that position to credit toward their annuities for any work performed before 1989. Army General James McConville says he wants to focus on bettering personnel and acquisition if he's confirmed as the next Army Chief of Staff. McConville tells the Senate Armed Services Committee he plans to make sure soldiers don't feel like a cog in a machine and that their talents are appreciated. McConville also says he will evaluate the outcomes of the new Army Futures Command, which changes the way the service procures weapons. The nominee to run the National Reconnaissance Office does not think his agency should be absorbed into the Space Force if Congress creates that service. Christopher Scalise says the NRO is better served as an independent office because it supports the Defense Department, combatant commanders, as well as the civilian community. 
Flooding at the Nebraska Air Force Base that houses U.S. Strategic Command has left dozens of structures damaged beyond repair. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. Air Force officials raised their damage assessment for Offutt Air Force Base earlier this week, saying Missouri River flooding had done more harm than they first thought. At least 60 buildings will have to be demolished and rebuilt after floods inundated the base with water that was nine feet deep in some places. In all, more than 130 structures saw serious damage. The service thinks it will need $420 million to fully restore Offutt. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Veterans Affairs workers who are also members of the American Federation of Government Employees could see big changes. VA is introducing new bargaining proposals. One suggests cutting official time from 1 million to 10,000 hours a year. Proposals to streamline the hiring and job classification process are also on the table. VA Secretary Wilkie says it's time for a reset in the department's approach to labor management relations. A new data strategy from the Health and Human Services Department looks to improve access to HHS data while making it easier to use for research purposes and for modernizing its workforce. The strategy is part of HHS's implementation of the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act signed into law last January. GSA describes how it plans to make buying commercial products easier. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. The General Services Administration will launch a new platform by the end of December to test out an approach to let agency contracting officers buy commercial products more like they do in their personal lives. GSA delivered its e-marketplace implementation plan to Congress yesterday, outlining this proof of concept. The approach would create at least two e-market platforms from private sector providers who will act as middlemen connecting buyers with sellers. The agency plans to release the solicitation by the end of June for these e-marketplace platform services. I'm Jason Miller. The Office of Federal Procurement Policy is busting a new set of acquisition myths. OFPP explains to contracting officers and industry how innovation is possible in federal procurement as part of its fourth myth-busting memo. Leslie Field, Deputy Administrator of OFPP, busts the innovation myths by describing agency case studies as examples. OFPP is also requiring each CFO Act agency to designate an industry liaison to improve communications with contractors. And a new competition to prove how the federal government can create its own applied research hub is open. The GEAR Center, short for Government Effectiveness Advanced Research, will bring together agencies, industry, and academics to solve challenges facing government, from workforce reskilling to artificial intelligence. The Office of Management and Budget is putting up $300,000 as initial funding for the GEAR Center. Ideas must be submitted by May 24th, and winners will be announced August 1st. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and find Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.